about the NBA. Speaking about what the hell is going on, are you pleased with Tiger and Avril Lavigne looking linking together? You know? Hmm. Let me see what the definition of please means. Yeah, you should be pleased with that. You should be happy for that young man. Let's see. Feeling or showing pleasure and satisfaction, especially at an event or situation. No, I'm not satisfied by it, honestly. Why not? Uh, I just, you know. Sometimes her song Skater Boy comes up in my mind every now and then. Mm. Honestly, like real shit. He was a skater boy. He said, see you later, boy. But um, other than that, I don't give a damn about what they do. If he's happy, then good for him and her. That's what's up. Canadian mommy on his on his arm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Chopper suit convos. We back. Read up on the Holy Spirit. Jamal paid me on that Lamar Jackson bet, and now that brother needs to get paid. So, (laughs) well, shout out to Prize Picks. Prize Picks paid Dan. I made a few bets. Yeah, you paid me through Prize Picks. However, you got it. You paid me. Thank you. Finally, won some money on the Super Bowl, and that was a stupid ass bet. Yeah, salute to my friends that are silly and like giving me money in sports bets. It happens every year. I got two fifty coming up from Ose very soon. Fingers crossed. Sometimes I just try to speak things into existence, and I try to put my money where my mouth is and try to make it come true. So, and it didn't happen. But... Yeah, it's not happening. But speaking of not happening, do you think the NFL is colluding against Lamar Jackson and not pay this nigga? <laughs> um. Somewhat, I think they don't like the the non agent thing, and um, I think that um, yeah, I think it's about the guaranteed money and not having an agent. I think they do have like an incentive to like try to stop that from happening, um, for the future because they know they'll get their ass whooped and it'll just change so many things about their league. But I think that if he was like if he had Joe Burrow's success or if he had Patrick Mahomes talent, he wouldn't be dealing with this. So that's the, that's like one of the variables in the situation. They're able to do this because he gets hurt and because he's seen as a limited passer. So there's, there's like a scale, like he has some leverage about how good he is and stuff. And, but they also can say, Hey, you're a limited passer. You're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not Joe Burrow. You get hurt. And we're scared that you don't have an agent and y'all are trying to ask for guaranteed money these days. So, yeah, he's just I think in like five, ten years, we're going to look back and we're going to really know that damn, they did Lamar fucked up because it's going to be totally different. People are probably going to be getting guaranteed contracts um, more easy. And um, so he's just the first of like the big names to kind of do this. So I think there is some type of financial collusion going on yeah i don't think there's collusion because i just think is because he's missed what over seven eight games the last two years and people don't trust his arms so i think that's why i think it's that simple they were asking oh how come there was a bit in war for deshaun watson last year after he touched all those girls allegedly like because niggas believe in his arm and his talent but he missed question. plenty of games. So. Exactly, but they still don't question his ability to throw a football. That's I what mean, it comes down to. We'll see That's- if he's good like that again. 
at the end of the day, that's what it came down to. The uh, Browns, the Panthers, the Commanders, all the teams, the Dolphins, all the Saints, all the teams that were twerking for Deshaun Watson is because they relied on his arm. They believed in his arm talent because he's missed uh, time too. I think they said he had an ACL injury and missed close to a year before too. So he's been hurt too. And like you said, my man sat out a whole year and then missed the most of the next season because of his suspension, but niggas still believe in him. Nobody believes in Lamar's arm. Even Hollywood got low. You can see the difference between like when Tyreek Hill got low, it was because the Chiefs didn't want to pay him. But you saw when they won the Super Bowl, he still saluted Patrick Mahomes. He still saluted Andy Reid. He still saluted the team because he still fucks with them. He knew, hey, it's business. They couldn't pay me and still do what they wanted to do. But he still salutes the organization. Hollywood is supposed to be Lamar's man. That man said, get me out of here. I need to be with a real nigga that can throw. I think, that's more of the, I, think that's, I think that's more of the offense than it is Lamar, though, honestly. Yeah, you can say it's the offense, but the offense is also built around who? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but it's also the coordinator that they got rid yeah. of. Yeah, Greg Roman, yeah, but that's the point. Greg more than Roman. it is Lamar. Yeah, but it's about Greg Roman, too. Greg Roman built That's what I'm system. talking about. Yeah, but Greg Roman, he's built systems to take how many different teams to the playoffs, the 49ers, to a Super Bowl, so... Obviously, he knows what he's doing. But the tight end benefits more than wide receivers in his offense. Yeah, okay. You can say the same thing with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have the, that's what the point, my point is. A quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, the gifted quarterbacks, they can enhance any receiving core. And even though his best receiver is Travis Kelsey. No, nah, you can't say the same about the Chiefs. But that's the thing. All right, who was their number one receiver this year? Juju? No, but their offense isn't as tight tight end oriented as Greg Roman's is. It's but different. who's the leading receiver every year for the Chiefs? Is it that's not because he's the best receiver on the team? But their okay, offense, then. the offense isn't built like that. Andy Reid never had a Tyree uh Travis Kelsey but on ever. the 49ers. On the 49ers, Greg Roman, their offense with Colin Kaepernick wasn't built around tight ends either. They threw the ball more to the receivers. Now they get Vernon Davis personnel. Vernon Davis was eaten. Not as much. That's because he's just not as, as nice as Mark Andrews. He's but more athletic, but... But that's the point. Know. It all depends on your personnel. When and they had Crabtree. Exactly. When he was at the 49ers, he wasn't relying heavily on a tight end. It all depends on your personnel. If you look at... I'm looking at it right now. The years the 49ers were good, uh, yeah, Vernon Davis had 67 catches, 41 catches, 52 catches. It's not like he wasn't the main fixture on the offense. But it was run game and uh, Crabtree possession stuff. It wasn't like, what were, what are Crabtree's numbers? Let's see. Did he do anything like Tyreek did? Tyreek was an outlier, so he can eat in any offense, no matter what. All he needs is a five-yard uh, route, and he can make that 60. Yeah. 72 catches for 870 yards, 874 yards, four touchdowns. 2012, I think that's the year they went to the Super Bowl. He had 85 catches for 1,105 yards and nine touchdowns. And then the next year he got hurt. And, I mean, he was a go-getter, so he he was a baller, like, to me. I mean, I know he ain't no all-time great, but he was a baller at Texas Tech, and he was just a nigga that can – he can score and he wasn't that fast or nothing like that. Crabtree. 
So yeah, like he, he's going to eat regardless. He's yeah, better like than how Bateman is with the Ravens, right? He's better than Hollywood. Yeah, but is he better than Bateman? You know, um, I think so. That's the thing. Like, as good as you think Crabtree is, he ain't no all. He ain't a pro bowler either. They all kind of B level niggas. They're not real number ones, all of them. But that the difference is, even like we've saw the evolution. Be, Tom Brady, we saw how he went to wide receiver heavy offense, tight end heavy offense, but the coordinators change. With Greg Roman, let's see what happens because everyone wanted to blame him. They fired him and replaced him with a college coordinator because, as we know, college football is influencing the NFL game. So let's see if this college nigga can help Lamar. And also, collusion collusion in simple words is it involves people or companies which would typically compete against one another, but who conspire to work together to gain an unfair market advantage. So I think that there is a little bit of collusion going on. Yeah, I don't. The reason why I don't think it's collusions because a lot of niggas don't believe in this nigga, bro. I get it though. He's like being used as the scapegoat. As oh man, you don't want to pay a former unanimous MVP. He's still only well, I'm just talking about like it says. Um, people or companies who would typically compete against one another, but who conspire to work together to gain an unfair market advantage or secret or legal. I'm not going to say legal, but secret cooperation or conspiracy, especially in order to cheat or deceive others and to um, conspire to get an unfair market advantage. It keeps talking about market market advantages. So, Yeah, that's the thing. And the same thing with, in soccer, there's a lot of brothers that don't have agents, and you would think that's more difficult because in soccer, there's no salary cap, but they're still able to negotiate their wages and what they want because they're those niggas. If you're a top-of-the-line nigga, you're always going to get what you want. Lamar, he has top-of-the-line talent, but the production has been falling. But also, there's, it's, it's also a culture thing. It's not really a production thing. It's just a culture of the league because... There are so many people who have gotten paid who like there are so many people who have gotten paid, who will get paid, who will never win Super Bowls and they're going to get money again. The teams are I gonna... didn't mention a Super Bowl. I never I'm just saying like like Jay Cutler got paid a lot of money. He yeah, didn't and they shit. trusted his arm. They believed in his arm. Yeah, and that was dumb. Like so it's more than just about a, a arm and all this other shit. Like who are the best quarterback? Like Matt Ryan never won a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford barely won a Super Bowl. Like a lot of people who but are they got, there. they got to the dance. Yeah, I mean, surrounded by a, a, a good team. But my point is that is a lot Lamar of people, ever gonna have that talent. A lot of these people who no, right? are a lot of these people who are like drafted based on their arm or paid because of their arm don't do anything. So you have somebody who is a winner who has like the highest winning one of the highest winning percentages in the league, like top five. Like dog, he wins games for you. So obviously, you care about that. <laughs> I know they're they're just not as good as like um the Eagles and shit. You know, what I mean, the Eagles have elevated Jalen Hurts and the Ravens. You know, they're an offensive, old school ran football team. So you know, they're trusting their old school ways. Yeah, man, and they don't trust their quarterback. Would you trust a quarterback that's missed the games he's missed in the last two years? I would, if I didn't trust him, I would get rid of him. They are kind of trying to get rid of him. That's why they gave him the non-exclusive tag instead of the exclusive tag. 
The non-exclusive tag means anybody come and get him if you want. If it was the exclusive tag like the Giants gave Saquon Barkley the exclusive tag, like, nigga, you ain't going nowhere and nobody can get you from I'm him. just saying I would either trade him or just wipe my hand. Like, they want to trade him. That's the point. That's why they gave him the non-exclusive clause. The non-exclusive clause says if anybody wants to give him a contract offer, come and get him so we can trade him. That's what it is, literally. That's why we're waiting to see who wants this nigga. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's like no crazy like um hand rubbing scheme or nothing. You know what I mean? Like like when I say like collusion, but you know, it is what it is. It's just stupid football shit. Like football shit is difficult. Like Katie went to the Suns. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the NBA, the niggas can just niggas around. believe in Katie. Katie got a full max contract on a torn Achilles because niggas believe in him. Yeah, I mean that's just, my point. When you're, I mean, it's just it's that just, level it's, niggas, niggas don't doubt you. I mean, Lamar is. It's just that there's a culture. He's not a god level nigga. He, he had is. a god level season. He is. It's just that the culture of the NFL just ranks niggas who supposedly can throw really good and never win Super Bowls for their career. So that's just what it is. I don't think in the NFL there's any god level players except for like Aaron Donald and those guys. Like him, he's like an alien. He's the only one. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. You can say him, too. And Tyreek Hill. Yeah, sure. And Sauce Gardner. I don't know. He just started. No, nah, he's he's God-level. Tyreek's God-level. Aaron Donald's God-level. Patrick Mahomes' God-level. When I say God-level, I mean, like, nigga, you already top five, top ten in your position all time. That's yeah. only Mahomes and da- Aaron Donald. That's it. I mean, there's a lot of great. <laughs> there's a lot of great corners. Sauce is God level. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I when I, I say when I say God level, that means you're at the highest tier of your position in the history of the sport. That's what I'm I get it. About. But Sauce is God level, just like Julio is God level, just like Megatron. Yeah, I thought who was Julio God? Level? Is he a top five wide receiver all time? He, he can be in the top ten amongst a lot of arguments, I believe. Well, you know, I don't. Really there's a lot. Him. There's a lot of them. Like Larry, you can say Larry might be better. Like yeah, just a lot. Yeah. Like just like the cornerback position. There's a lot of niggas in the wide receiver position that just that did numbers. So yeah, I don't put them on the same class. I look for like receivers. I'll just say like it was Jerry Rice, T.O. Randy. That's it. I got higher standards. I've always been told that. So maybe I need to relax my standards. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that, but I'm putting Marvin Harrison in there. I'm putting Larry Fitzgerald in there. I'm putting Megatron in there. Putting Julio in there. Like, them niggas, they're they're those dudes. Antonio Brown catching one-handed passes at Rolling Loud. He's up there, right? I mean, he is. He's God level, too, honestly. Everybody is. Chris Carter. I mean, these, like, when you play sports... When you play sports, you just have a different respect for yeah. people and what they can do. Like Don all that, all that media shit, like is it's is respectable too. But like, yeah, uh, but yeah, Antonio Brown was definitely guy level. He was some serious. Like he was Lynn nothing. Swan. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah. They all up there, right? Everybody's good. They no, all great. Yeah. No, nah. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's an all time great. Heinz Ward. Nah, Heinz Ward was really good though. But Antonio Brown's an all time great. Who else you got up there? Santana. DeAndre Hopkins and Andre Johnson, they all-time greats. Mm, okay, that's nice. They are. Speaking of guys that some people believe they can be all-time greats, your boys Lil Uzi Vert and Playboy Cardi are getting talked about for their devilish behavior once again at Rolling Loud. Summer Walker was offended that Lil Uzi had a new song, and he said, I make a city girl believe in Satan. 
And then there was a pretty black girl with curly hair that left she was pretty parties uh set because she said it was demonic and devilish. I went to that show. The, I know you did a whole lot of red show. It. it was a week before Christmas. You're down with Lucifer, right? Nah, but um Cardi's not as blatant with his devil shit as uh Uzi. Uzi's just kind of weird with that shit. I don't understand it. I guess it's his shock value. I guess like rappers and kind of maybe in black culture, they just they look at rock and they like that's their way of emulating like a rock star image. And it's just kind of stupid to me. Like it's like, damn, do you really listen to this shit at all? I know there's like black metal and Norwegian death metal and shit who are actually into the devil shit, like specifically, especially in Norway, they really into that shit. Like they be having like burnt churches as album covers and all kinds of shit, real crime scenes as album covers and shit. But like, yeah, I mean, Uzi, it's kind of like, it gives me poser kind of corny vibes. Like, it's just like, I don't know, but hey, I mean, to each his own. That's about to turn 32 years old. Are you still going to be bumping these brothers? In 2023, I mean, probably more so Cardi. I I, li- I literally listened to Eternal Take on a treadmill today. That shit had me um ex- hype like, and then I had to listen to um early 20s Rager. That's my shit. <laughs> he he killed that joint. What, is, what was his devilish line on that song? I feel like Triple Six Mafia. All I see is demons. That's what's up. But um, because of his news, it made me like go listen to it. I was like, but <laughs> well, you had to get more devil in you. That's it was just that. more like, all right, let me let me just get this Uzi on my sprinkle system. some holy water on you, nigga. Let me get this, let me get this Uzi on my system and wash my hands with him because I am kind of like I don't really fuck with that devil shit like that at all. And like I, and then you're like a little feminine gate. I mean, feminine devil hey, nigga. This like, is like he's he's the devilish prince now. Like you're like a feminine devilish person. It's just like get your little fairy tale devilish ass out of here like that shit's weird how did he make jt believe in satan you think i don't know man i don't think most people believe in i don't think most people follow religions i think they think it's like all fairy tales and shit so i think that's how it happens like most like religions dying like yeah white white people definitely don't really believe in religion they they do as like a cultural like type of thing like they do bar mitzvahs and shit because it's just it's like a quinceanera to them like you know what i mean like they do religion just like they do everything else like their their soul and spirit isn't attached to it like they do religion like they do marriage like they know you're supposed to get married you're supposed to have a family that brings success that brings like a certain quality of life it's not really in their heart and their spirit black people being less religious is like a new thing like of like the last 13 years so no, that's like that. it's the last like 30 years because all of i would say as a whole yes yeah all of these niggas ain't religious because their parents weren't religious i would say <laughs> as a whole yes but i feel like in the 90s and 2000s nah because three six mafia almost got cooked because of a willie hutch sample that didn't say anything evil in it so and that was in 2005 2004 yeah, but that was because they just were getting popular again. They went through the same thing in the nineties when they were first getting popular, but Yeah, but it wasn't out there like that. Like nobody even nobody really called them devil worshippers, in my opinion. In the nineties, they were. There were people nah. talking about them. There were people like our saw uh what's her name? The shorty that was burning all the death row and gangster rap CDs. I saw like Miss C. Dolores Tucker. Yeah, respect to that gangster shorty. <laughs> she tried to. She was right. 
she tried to extort rappers, then start a record label with rappers. I love that pimping. Are you sure? It's, <laughs> I mean, I, she was right, though. She said a lot of these rappers are going to be killing each other. And she said the music it was negative. She didn't really go about it right because her generation and the 90s generation had such a big disconnect. I feel like older people know how to like kind of connect to the youth a little better these days. But a lot of people believe that C. Dolores Tucker ended up kind of being right when you look at like the Chicago type of um, violence and like all of like the rappers that have died in the last few years. They a lot of people think that she ended up being right. Yeah, she was right. Salute to her. And there was uh, allegations that she tried to start her own record label. She wanted some of that gangster rap money. That's I doubt that she wanted gangster rap. I don't know, man. You got to move those units. And at the time, that was number one. There wasn't no De La Soul. That's why she was protesting. She was getting pissed when she heard the crime. She said, oh, my God, this shit's going to take over the world. This is too good and catchy. She knew. That's why she was going at death row so hard. They were the biggest label on rap. She was smart. I don't care if you see Dolores Tucker or Bill O'Reilly. You only rally me up. It's funny. Jay-Z never had those problems, but he wanted to act like he did. Yeah. Nobody ever, like, bothered him. Like they did, like, Tupac and Eminem. And even Bill O'Reilly uh, messed up Ludacris' Pepsi deal. Yeah, well, congrats to the Jigger man. He always is smooth like that. Let's see. What else is going on? How do you on? feel about the uh, the Devil Boys? Hey, man, they're tweakers. I mean, this ain't nothing new. I think it's funny, though, because it's the same thing like 3-6 Mafia. Whenever they come back out, they're like, oh, yeah, they are devilish. <laughs> So, hey, is it proper to listen to morally? No. Their so, name is devilish, but they weren't really devilish, in my opinion. Well, your brother Lord Infamous was. Bone Thugs and Harmony was more devilish than them. Well, because they had a Ouija board. They have a song called Mr. Ouija, like, come talk to me, Mr. Ouija. And they talked about the Ouija board a lot. Yeah. Wait, like, 3-6 Mafia was just pimping and fucking the club up a lot. Lord, <laughs> Lord Infamous is definitely pretty devilish, and their name is devilish, but... They weren't they weren't devilish compared to Uzi and Bone Thugs. And... Yeah, they have a devilish artist, and their name is devilish. But outside of that, come on, man. Juicy J and Project Pat wasn't devilish. Hey, man, they're still Triple Six Mafia, and that's Lucifer's name, right? That's the mark of the beast. You know what's crazy? Like, and I'll admit it. How look at dumb... your man, the king of Memphis right now, John Moran. Look what he's doing with his life. Memphis influence. How dumb it sounds. And I'll admit it because I don't care. But as a kid, I never even put that together. What triple six mafia? Yeah, I never three. I I thought it was because they started with three members and ended up with six. <laughs> oh members. my god, you believe that? <laughs> I just never thought of no devil shit when it came to them. I never did until yeah, that right. Willie Hutch shit came out. That's good marketing for them. I just just never said <laughs> devil to me. Their music because I listened to their music just never said devil to me. It said more about like pimping and getting money and being violent they didn't say like uzi type shit in there <laughs> hey man i even thought tech nine was devilish and he's not even devilish well he just wears red because he's a blood right and he had an album called angelic and um where he looked kind of like a like some horror type shit so i thought he was like devilish so That's but he's not saying. okay well hardy is still on my label so we're gonna see we need those units Supposedly that rock star song he was teasing is coming soon. And Filthy's the executive producer of his upcoming album. He did most of the beats on Whole Lot of Red. So seems like he's trying to fall in the same vein 
Uh, there have been rumors that he's trying to last album. He was trying to be future. Now he's trying to be little Wayne. So we'll see how that works out. Little Wayne. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Rap is it's it's gone and it's okay. Everything has its time. And... Oh, rap isn't dead. Talk about your boy Don Tolliver's new album. He's learning how to dance. He's trying to work on his game, trying to go viral with his moves. You his like album, album, I like the album. Go ahead. I like it, but at the same time, it feels like it's it feels like it's like just right there, and it's like something's missing from it for me. Like I do like No Pole. I like Embarrassed. Um, it, Those are the new deluxe songs. I know, but um, you know, what I mean, it's just it's just like the same thing with every artist. Like I do like his Donnie Womack stuff way more. I like his first two albums more. So to me, this is his worst album to me. I like Heaven and Hell more and I like Life of a Dawn more. Um, this isn't bad. I don't really like the Dirk feature. It's his, even though that's the best one. I hate Future's feature. Future even said it on the song, like, my style ain't free, so you gotta pay, and I'm about to give you a whack verse. That's what it, that's what Future said to me. I didn't like it. His energy was whack. He didn't get freaky on it. Like he didn't, he didn't like he didn't do what I would expect Don Tolliver in future would be capable of doing. He did like no melody, flat voice. I'm not doing nothing cool. Like, so yeah, future's in rap mode and Don Tolliver wants to sing. So sorry. Should have put me on another beat. I'm rapping now. I didn't like Glorilla's part at first. I kind of still don't like it, but it grew on me. It's not as bad anymore, but I feel like when, after Dirk started rapping, like I did on a few songs in this album, and Don Tolliver came back in, how, how he was flowing. I wanted that to, to be longer. There's a lot of songs on this that I don't want to feature on. And I want him to keep going and like build off of what he was doing on the song. So I didn't really like the fe the feature heavy stuff on here. But um, it's not bad. I got to go through some more. And I listened to the whole thing, but it's not bad. But I just, I don't know. I feel like he can do more than this, but he has to sell units, so. Yeah, and the sales are going down because they ain't feeling the singles. They what samples did they give him? They gave him to him. God, time doing right, baby. I like the dim, girls them sugar joint though. Yeah, he, yeah, and I don't know, man. Seems like them joints ain't working. I think what the album sold about thirty to forty thousand the first week, and that dropped from his last album that sold over sixty thousand the first week. So. It does show that his fans are not feeling this album first week anyways, compared to the last one. But I actually like Love Sick more than Life of a Don in Heaven or Hell. I like the production. Shout out to Cardo. Shout out to Wheezy. Shout out to um, Patronata on the Honeymoon joint. Uh, Boy Wonder, DJ Dahi. I like the joint with Charlie Wilson. That was smooth. The yeah, that was smooth. Ooh. But Charlie Wilson didn't say who we on it. Yeah, because they relax, bro. I wonder if that costs like a certain amount. Yeah, he didn't have it. Like, I, I feel like that costs like an extra like 30, 40,000. And my favorite song on it is the deluxe track, uh, Luckily I'm Having with Tizo Touchdown. Shout out to yeah. Carl Young Exclusive and Chef Nine on the beat. That's my favorite song out of the joint. That joint is dope. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the Houston features didn't bother me at all in this. They did good. The industry so isn't features. from Houston, he's from Beaumont. Oh well, the Texas features didn't bother me at all. The industry ass features, Dirk didn't do his. He did a very good feature impression, um, and his wasn't bad. But like 
Glorilla and Future, I didn't like that. And of course, Callie, she did her thing. I like Callie Luchas. I mean, I call it, just just emulate uh, what's Shorty Maya real quick or low. You don't have to do too much. Manassas finest. Yeah, can't spell Manassas without ass. Or or man, pause. Well, look at him. Look where his head is. Hey, he said Manassas. Grew up on three six mafia, y'all, and didn't know they were devilish. It's sorry. Hey man, Memphis ain't nothing devilish about Memphis except for the crime and the uh and the corruption. But other than that, it's pimping and oh my barbecue. God. And blues. Well, the blues is pretty devilish. Yeah, it is very devilish. <laughs> it make deals with the devil. Yeah, the blues that started that started niggas fucking with the devil. Blues. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so shout out to blues music and niggas fucking with the devil. It's like, nah, I don't fuck with the devil. Yeah, I don't either. Well, let's talk about a guy that says demonic stuff in his music, though. Young Nudie. Gumbo's out. People always like his songs that are have food titles, so he said, I'm going to give y'all a food album. I dropped the ball. I haven't listened to it. I'm listening to it tomorrow morning. I enjoyed it. It's my favorite Nudie project since anyways. Shout out to Coop. The production is crazy. 20 Rocket, where are you? I don't know, but it looks like Coop took over as Nudie's main producer. Um, there was only two features on it, 21 is cousin and uh your your other man, T Glock on the Pierre joint. So that was cool. It's not a bad project at all. The beats are stupid. There's a couple of these joints that I'm like, damn, I wish he got a like a big feature so he could help boost numbers, cause I feel like Nudie can go to the next level just being himself, but he doesn't care about the industry game. He's signed to a major label and he still gets to do whatever he wants so did you like ea monster yeah it was all right not really yeah. i don't really remember anything from it yeah i didn't like it that much i liked rich shooter dr evil was cool anyways of course slime air yeah but uh shout out to nudie you found your flow again uh let's talk about your uncle payroll because it seems like you're tired of these reps of him Ooh. being a big homie and always trying to teach people stuff no, I was actually proud of this album. This album to me is like a like a compilation of all his sounds. He put the Cardo shit on there. He got the Detroit Mobby stuff on there. And he even played around with newer sounding beats like the um Babyface Ray. Cause like a lot of times when I be listening to albums, I'm like working out or I'm in the whip. I'm not really paying attention, looking at the track list. So I didn't know Babyface Ray was on that song. So that was pretty cool. For that to happen, um, that baby face Ray was doped out of his mind. He was, but it was still good though. I wish he was rapping a little more clear, but it was still good. And I wish, and could... if I was payroll, I would have said, "Nigga, rap that verse again." Fuck out of here. I wish they could do more music together, though. Honestly, um, <laughs> I like the song "Letter to the Lost." I thought that was pretty cool artistically for him. Uh, I just, I just feel like he, it shows some growth in him as an artist, rapping on like a drumless beat like that and it was a pretty cool like message payback's my shit i love that song like that reminds me of like that classic like doughboy's cash out um payback um rich nigga vibes that was like a different kind of beat to me for him and i liked it i like i like that from him. it's it's cool it's not to me it's it's good to sh that like the growth that it shows and it's almost like Future's album on um, that dropped during 2020. Like, it's not bad. It's not the best, but it's like... I never liked... Or, no, that's not never. That's um, High Off Life. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, High Off Life. Yeah, that's level. Future's weakest album. Yeah, but it's not bad, though. 
it's future. He can't really make weak albums except for Pluto. But um Pluto is good. It's better than High of Life. But yeah, like it's kind of like that. Like that to me was like future. He was still doing his thing. It didn't wow me or nothing, but it wasn't like garbage. Like Bang Gang Lonnie's tape. Oh my gosh. Ozzy needs to help that young man. He got shot in the head. He wanted him to still be a good rapper. He did good shit after he got shot in the head. Um after that, like his right after that, those are some of his been the momentum in the drugs. Those are some of his best joints. Um fuck rap two and um antisocial one point five. Those are like and like hard to kill and shit like that. Those are like that was like a, that was a nice like run that he was These on. Titles are next. They're very generic, but it's funny to me for some reason. I don't know. Antisocial is his best shit, and that happened after he got shot. And like, if he could be on that type of shit, it would be nice. But ever since then, I mean, hard to kill was good. I mean, fuck rap two is his best one, but hard to kill was good too. But other than that, like. He he needs some help, man. He's losing hope, and he talked about Gazi not believing in him and how it hurt his feelings and shit. Man, shout out to Big Keith for your hook. Yeah, man. We don't sell. We don't. We don't gang bang. We just trying to sell drugs. Shout out to you, Big Keith. That hook reminded me of the P Valley um song, though. Oh no, I never heard that, so I don't know. Down in the valley where the girls get naked. Whoa, the theme song. Oh, I never thought of it. <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking, did he just jack? Juicy Fruit, who's from Memphis as well. Okay. That's she does the P Valley song. She yeah, does a few yeah. songs on P Valley. That's but um, and I've only seen like three episodes. Of P hey, no, nah, you've watched it all. It's okay. No, nah, I've watched three episodes. Shout out to his grandparents helping him sell drugs on half ounce changed my life. Gang gang. Yeah, not everyone can get the help of their grandparents to move work. Um and I like excuse my French because I like to get away and youngins mm -hmm. sometimes don't understand. So I can just send him that song. Is that the song where he says he ain't always fucking somebody? Yeah, he just needs time to himself. He yeah, I love that song. I almost sent that to somebody. Yeah, man, it's real life. So shout out to Payroll for giving us material to live life to. And I think he is going in a cool artistic direction. He's still able to make good music and give jewels and still educate people that have been fooling with him for years about more things about his life so that's always cool to be able to do that Especially i think it's interesting in the game for over 10 years i think it's interesting how you can tell that he makes a conscious effort to put out positivity in a street way yeah because he's he's older he knows my music has a message and i can't be a dickhead teaching niggas the dumb shit the wrong shit I just think it's interesting because every I feel like a lot of people know that, but they probably can't do it or they don't want to. But yeah, they don't want to. They want niggas to crash out. Future says when I put out music, I increase the murder rate. He wants to. He wants to promote stupid shit. So not everybody is a smart gangster. That's why Jeezy's his friend forever. Oh yeah, I liked him on there too. Yeah, he did his thing. That was cool. Yeah, obviously, like I said, I didn't know the track listing. So when he popped up, I was like, oh. Like <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was so I I was actually happy for payroll on this. I was a little worried, and at first I didn't like balcony thoughts when I first saw the previews and I saw the you video. Don't have a balcony man, you need to relax. But I like balcony thoughts. I yeah, joined that's cranks, that's but payback's my shit though. Yeah, that's what's up. But your other artists, all black drop. You didn't like that either. At the first listen, I thought it was all right, but I've been listening to that shit like every day. Oh, so you like it more now? Yeah, I like it. That's probably my favorite one that's dropped. 
do you um, think you had to listen to it more to make yourself like it or you think you made yourself like it by just playing it again i think it fits my not the content but the the sound and the well, energy you think you're a fake pimp go ahead the sound and the energy i'm not i'm not a real 16 you know what i mean i used to be a real 16 what the fuck do you mean but um I just think it fits my lifestyle. Like I work out and shit and the energy on it, it matches it perfectly. Yeah, like it's perfect. Like when I don't feel like being on the treadmill, I have to play, I play this joint and it helps me get through it. Well, like lift your weights. Just help. Like the energy helps me go hard. Like, like certain music help, like certain music helps me on a treadmill specifically, like distant relatives. I need those tribal drums to get through it. Sometimes I need those, that ancestral power to get through these, 30 minutes or recently for some reason um in my mind has been helping me get on a treadmill because that makes me think of the beach and shit and like my beach body and shit future always helps me get through the struggles but this album helps me and, and um i think that he's content wise he can get stuck like just talking about how he used to pimp since myspace days and shit like that but other than that i i liked it and i love um cash kid um features um the Pac-Man nigga, BF, whatever his name is, from Flint. I liked his verse. It was funny. He's, he's mad that Lizzie, Lizzo's with a um, skinny nigga now. He said that's not his boo anymore. That was pretty funny. The, the Shaka Khan. It, also, this tape is very Detroit influenced. He has Cash Kid. He got Pac-Man from uh, Flint. And he got that little white boy that you showed me the other day from Detroit on here. What's his name? No clue. You know the white dude you showed me with the long hair? Baby Tron? Yeah, him. He's on there too. So, oh yeah, and Jay Worthy's on it. That was fun to see them pimping together. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, you know I'm not going to listen to that, but hey, I'm glad you enjoy it. And Currency's on it. I love that joint with Currency. So I liked it. It had Currency, Jay Worthy, somebody I recently like. I like Cash uh, Kid features. Baby Tron's not bad. I'll give me like some nice Detroit vibes it was just perfect some bay area detroit shit mixing it sprinkled in with a little bit of new orleans like that's all the shit i like so that's what's up with football references he said he had an eric dickerson visor uh eric dickerson um face mask with the visor to protect his cranium like that's real football shit only football niggas will know what that is all right man thanks for that breakdown on dang i forgot his name already all black yeah that's his name so you heard it from Jamal. If you're into Detroit, New Orleans, music given to you by a brother from the Bay, check it out. What's the album called? Born to Score. There you go. Check it out, guys. I won't be tuning in, but I'm sure it's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Before we go, get on your NBA ring. Break it down. Oh, nothing. It's just that uh, all you... Uh crossover non-jumping at jumper ass niggas y'all and um you uh six eight tweeners that can't what was the nigga's name who's uh who was doing lean and rapping lean and rapping he was doing lean and rapping on the hornets oh miles bridges on michigan yeah all you miles bridges niggas y'all niggas are in trouble europe well, bridges can africa probably not in the nba because of domestic violence yeah, all right, he can play now, but in 10 years, I don't know if he, he can play with 7-3 niggas who can cross you up and shoot 
at all levels and pass like a, a point guard, that's what's coming. The NBA has made their rules to fit an international game and niggas like Draymond Green, who's also a good passer and a driver of an offense, um, they're I believe that they're about to be in trouble because all the best players right now are foreigners and it's it's turning into a foreign league. That's all it really is. I mean, I ain't really got nothing. I ain't really got too much of a deep dive on it, but I can just it's just crazy that the NBA is really turning into a foreign league and people like Kendrick Perkins, those type of players ain't going to be around anymore. They've been not around already anyway. But... <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm confused by these statements. The best player in the NBA today, you could argue maybe Giannis or Jokic or what, Luka? Or Embiid. Yeah, yeah, or Embiid. And then what? Then it's all Americans with Kevin Durant, Steph, LeBron, Damian Lillard, Booker. Tatum. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm confused. There's still American. Sabonis is balling. Huh? Sabonis is balling. Yeah, he's a foreigner. But yeah, he ain't like even Bam out of bio, he counts as an American. So what about when a bon when a ban banya, whatever his name is, <laughs> who's coming? Yeah, he's coming. He's not here yet. We'll see what happens when yeah. he gets here. I hope he plays well. I hope Bronny can play with these niggas. Well, Bronny, he's just you know. I hope he can play with these niggas. It's gonna be like I'm just I'm just saying like he's going I'm to just saying, NBA I, because his dad is LeBron. So we'll see how long I just hope that keep him in the NBA. I just hope that the Black American hoops world is is um keeping up. That's all. That's all I really hope. Like I just hope that they're keeping up and they're developing their skills for a more all around game because that's where it's going to. Well, that's what the NBA has been for the last. 10 years roughly what american doesn't have an all-around game anymore john wall didn't yeah because he's a product of the 2000s so i'm saying kimba walker, kimba walker have an all-around game yeah for offense yeah he did he could shoot he could handle the ball he could pass he wasn't a good defender because he's little yeah i'm disagreeing so you think kimba walker didn't huh he could shoot he could. That's why it's funny. Where is he at now? Huh? Where is he at now? Playing in Europe because he couldn't play defense. Mm. And he got hurt. Yeah, Kemba Walker, mm. career three-point shooter, 36 from percent. That's above average. From the field, 41 points. How many points did he average? 20, or what was it, 19. Okay. What about assists? Four. 3.8. Mm. Yeah, he's a scorer. Mm. Mm, okay. Four-time All-Star. Yeah, made all NBA once. So one year he was considered one of the six best guards in the NBA. Then he got hurt and was I just think it's weird that half of the top ten is foreigners. I don't think that's weird. I mean, it was always Has a it ever happened before. Uh, not like half, but there was always a couple starting in the nineties with Hakeem, Duncan, Dirk. They were starting in that era, and then it just right after Iverson won. Right after Iverson won, 
It was um like it was people like Dirk, Tim Duncan, Steve Nash. Tim Duncan was already there in the 90s. He won finals MVP in 1999 and was all NBA in 1998. When did he win another when did he win his MVP? 2002 and 2003. After he yeah, won after, already a baller. After Allen Iverson, right? Yeah. Not it's been nine foreign born MVPs in like twenty something in like twenty two, twenty three years. Yeah, when were they gonna be exist? They didn't let niggas in NBA all the way until the seventies. So I mean, obviously, when else were they gonna be there? And I just hope that young black players just <laughs> take take this shit serious, like John Morant's not doing, because um, Nike and them they would love to have a global superstar and be able to even further expand their brands with global superstars. Everybody who's like Nike and all these people who are all have some pull in the NBA, all the head people, they are they're looking at this as a global thing. And yeah, but the can't. number one consumer of all the products is still America. And as we know in America, it's harder to convince them to sell for a foreign person to sell items to them. Like Dirk, as good as he was, was never a marketable star. Steve Nash, as good as he was, was never a marketable star. Jokic is like Tim Luka. Duncan. He's never going to be in commercials. Jokic doesn't give a fuck about any of that shit. He's like Tim Duncan. Luca doesn't that changes with Luca. He doesn't have any commercials yet. How many years has he been in the NBA? He still has. John Moran have commercials? No, that's the point. That's my point. The commercials are old. That's like the radio. Not necessarily because TV still dominates. All these niggas are still making money. The majority of their money is from TV, live programming. That's why America will always look at how many commercials Baker Mayfield got when he first came in. Because he was the first, yeah, but that's because he's the first pick and it's football. That's my point. And basketball, as popular as it is because of highlights and relevance, it's not as big as people think. It's just a social media joint. Niggas don't watch games as much. So So it's like my point. My point of the rant was because of John Morant's stupid behavior. And it really was because Draymond and Kendrick Perkins believing that. Jokic is undeserving of his MVP. Do you think Jokic deserves MVP? Yeah, give it to him. He has the first, he's the best player on the best team. That's what the MVP is. Traditionally, if you're the best player on the best team, they give it to you. That's not how I would give out the MVP, but that's how the media does it. Do you think they have a point when they say that there's less pressure on foreign players than there are people like Jason Tatum and James Harden? Uh, maybe to win a championship pressure to win a championship. Uh, maybe I guess, but I mean, it's not like Jokic. This is the first year people expect him to win a championship because his team is healthy. Luca's team isn't good enough. So I don't know what that is about. People believe that there's more pressure on because of like a list that Stephen A. Smith made. They believe there's more pressure on like Jason Tatum, James Harden, and that they let like Luca and like Jokic slide. They don't even put pressure on them to win. And they also allow them to win MVP easier. And they think it has something to do with race. And they think it has something to do with race. And they say that most of the voters, uh, MVP voters are white. Yeah, but uh, Perkins lied. He said 
Dirk and Jokic weren't top 10 in scoring when they won the MVP, but they were. Niggas just don't know how to read. <laughs> that's it. Niggas don't know how to read. And Dirk's that dude. So that's dude, all dude. it is. Like, niggas were dissing Giannis for years, saying he's not an athlete, he's a runner, he's a jumper, he doesn't have any skill. He's King Kunta, and he won. So, hey, niggas still criticize you. He was a two-time MVP that was getting mixed in the playoffs. Niggas criticized Giannis. Niggas put so much stock in James Harden's stupid step back and being able to, like, do, like, a crossover and drive like John Wall that they disrespect Giannis's Euro step and act like he has no skill. Like, he's just yeah. literally playing football to, to get to the paint. kind of is, but it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. He's very he's finesse. Player. He's the best. He's the best football playing big man in a while. But his, it's very finessey, though. He's, he has finesse the way he gets to the hoop. Yeah, he's I mean. Just barreling down people to get there. He is barreling down, but he's allowed to use his Euro step. And, you know, the rules have made it easier for people to travel and carry. So if you're allowed to do whatever you want and you're that big, that strong, who can stop you? That's the beauty of basketball today. These niggas are allowed to have more skills because the refs are allowing them to cheat more. So that's what we want to see, more points. I just hope that niggas um, appreciate their position in the NBA and and um, work hard and don't allow this to become a white man's game run by Luka Doncic. It's never going to be a white man's game. It's over. That shit ended in the 50s. I hope so. I hope people like Luca and more Jokic's don't, you know what I mean, dominate. I mean, if it makes the game better, I don't really care. I'm not really big on race shit, but like sounds I like just you hope are. That, I'm just saying, I just hope <laughs> we need well, I hope they don't come I hope <laughs> they don't allow it to happen and complain is all I'm saying. That's <laughs> we need what I'm like really... American help for basketball help. No, nah, I'm not saying that. Just don't complain and fuck it over like John John Morant and like and um, don't, you know what I mean, develop your skills, you know what I mean, and complain. So that's what I'm really saying. All right. There you go, guys. Jamal's trying to save Black American basketball. Let's see if his advice falls on the ears of the right people. I'm not trying to save shit. The NBA is about to be out of here. Their all-star game is trash. Their players don't give a fuck. Niggas want to rest all the time and look cute with little baby in Paris. Some niggas is about to be out of here, like, and they don't realize it. So I don't give a fuck about if they want to like slouch through and fuck that league. I don't care about that shit. All right, now he doesn't. While want the top, him. while the top, uh, like the top quarterback picks in the draft, like four of them are black. So that sport's getting cooler. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good mm-hmm. luck to Midget Mac Jr., Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud. We know the Ohio State curse. Good luck. But or Anthony not... Richardson from Florida. Well, that nigga ain't doing nothing. Hey. <laughs> that nigga ain't, hey, man. You think Lamar can't and Hendon, And Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, his last yeah, name's Hooker. Hey, you think Lamar can't throw, guys. Check out Anthony Richardson. That's all I'm going to say. He makes – what's that guy that the Titans drafted, Malik Willis? Hey, man. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> he makes Malik Willis look like Patrick Mahomes. These nah, niggas can't throw out here, but yeah, man. Hey, salute! Shout he out to everybody out there. Like Basketball's dead, according to Jamal, and these these new black quarterbacks. He thinks they're good. I don't think so. We'll see very soon, though. Did Mac is a dog? He's gonna be real. He's legit. Chopper suit convos. We out. Yeah, he got up to two hundred pounds, but you know that shit was fake, man. All creatine.